What if working harder is not actually the way, but working smarter or working more present or working with more intention could be the way that I get to experience more of this feminine flow. Hey there, it's Miranda here, and I'm so excited about this episode of Real Fabulous Marketing with Haley Carr. There's a couple of little stuff ups at the start. Please just bear with me. It only lasts like a minute. Come on, let's jump in. Haley Carr is a formidable life coach and an 11 times world karate champion. I was lucky enough to be part of Haley's Fierce Salon coaching program from 2019 to 2020, and I'm now undertaking an NLP Be Your Own Coach program, where she spills the beans on NLP, that's neuro-linguistic programming, and how she uses it for herself and on her own clients. The reason why I've invited Haley on today is I'm really interested in women who are doing business differently or really just, you know, walking to the beat of their own drum. There's way too many white men in suits or jeans and t-shirts these days going around telling us what our business should look like. And uh, while I'm not anti-men, there's a lot to learn from really successful women who are making their business stand out in their own way. Welcome, Haley. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I loved that introduction. I'm so excited to listen to everyone else who comes onto your podcast too. So cool. Oh, yeah, it's going to be lots of successful women who are doing fabulous marketing. That's the whole vibe. (laughs) So why not jump into a bit about your marketing and messaging? And from, you know, knowing you and also following you on Instagram, which is at Hayley Carr. Is that right? Sorry, I don't have that right in front of me. What's your Instagram handle, Hayley? It's at Hayley Carr. At Hayley Carr, double R. Yep. Awesome. I'll pop it in the show notes, obviously. But a lot of your marketing and messaging is centered around lifting women up and reminding them of their own power. Mm -hmm. At what point did you start to realize that this is what you wanted to do in your business? Well, I started my business about 13 years ago and I was working as an interior architect and I was a martial artist. And I was very, very blessed to be training in my martial arts with some really incredibly strong, empowering, independent, um, really fierce women who were much older than me. And they introduced me to like femininity inside of strength, inside of martial arts. So martial arts is a very male dominated sport. And sort of my introduction to like, lifting women up was really it sort of started in this moment where we realized that as women we were not being lifted and um, given uh, credibility and an acknowledgement where it was deserved in comparison to the men in our sport so I remember this period of time for about I think it was about three years where myself and the women that I trained with we were kind of on this quest to have ourselves be noticed Um, and acknowledged because when we went to big tournaments and things like that the women's event was like off to the side in a corner in a dark little corner just like nowhere and there was no announcement that we were on even though we were the open female black belt division like the biggest women's division in the whole world titles tournament 
There was no announcement. You know, we were just shoved off to the corner somewhere. And the men got this like big spectacle with lights, camera action and a grandstand, you know, audience and a podium that they got lifted up onto if they won. And we got none of that. In fact, sometimes we didn't even get judges that were of the same grade as us. We had judges that were like lower grades than us. They'd switch out the judges halfway. It would affect the whole scoring system. It was really weird. So we decided as women, like we were going to make the women's sport a spectacle and instead of becoming the men which is what we were sort of taught we had to do like compete with them be better than them be very blokey that's an Aussie term for like masculine I suppose mm-hmm. um I taught the word bloke to my daughter recently so oh, did yes. you? <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah it's we decided to show them what women were made of and so it had this all of a sudden like a real Charlie's Angels sort of a vibe to it and it was like these sexy women who were super alive and fighting against one another and all of a sudden everyone was like we want to see that and we also advocated for ourselves and so that was my first experience of like really learning to um, lift women up and because of that experience I saw that I learned so many things first of all that if women want to be recognized and acknowledged in the way that we do things, we can't, like it's not sustainable for us to try and beat men or try and be men and be better Mm. at men than their jobs. We have to do it our own way and let that kind of light shine. Um, I learned that our feminine softness is actually our greatest strength and our flow. It's the most attractive thing that we have is like trusting ourselves and our bodies. And I learned that it's, it's just really, really important to advocate for yourself wherever you can. And um, so I started deciding then that I was going to lift women up and show them that like the way that we feel naturally able to do things is the way that we can do absolutely anything. And, and it becomes its own class in and of itself. It's not something separate to or something to be compared to. Well, it is something separate. It's, it's not to be compared. It's a class of its own. So that was my introduction was martial arts. Mm, I love that so much. And I love how you decided to just be like, we're not going to beat the men. We don't need to. We're in our own competition almost. Yeah. And I love that. And and it kind of reminds me of when I played roller derby. One of my favorite things about roller derby was that it was a women's sport and the men had to just be on the sidelines being our (laughs) referee. now there's men's roller derby but let's face it it's not the same is it? <laughs> it's not the same so how do you tap into feminine flow when you're you know doing karate or doing business like how does that work for you well okay I've got another story I suppose but I learned this the hard way um so when it was in our in our martial arts learning to tap into our feminine flow was really just about learning to fight and show up in a way that we learned, we obviously had male teachers and we had a lot of male mentorship and they were incredible and amazing, but there were just certain things that women were better at and certain things that the men were better at. And so when we kind of learned to utilize our softness as our strength, again, literally in martial arts, you know, you can, you can use a lot of force in things or you can actually use your breath and your presence as your power. And that's kind of how you tap into that feminine sort of archetype of being able to show up with your softness as your strength. And one of the greatest compliments I ever got was actually from a male, um, one of my instructors who said, you know, you looked so strong out there, but you looked feminine and I've never seen anything like it. And that's when I knew that we were starting to transform the way that women were showing up in the sport. But 
in terms of business, I ended up getting quite sick and I had chronic fatigue syndrome for a couple of years, three years. Um, and during that time, like I had no idea what my intuition was. I had no idea about really self-care because I pushed myself quite hard still, like looking feminine, right? And tapping into like softness as a strength is one thing, but really embodying feminine traits is another thing. And that was what I was yet to learn. So that definitely came about as a big lesson when I got knocked on my on my ass for three years with chronic fatigue. And um, during that time, I I had to learn so many new things about myself. And the major thing was that I was told when I got sick that I would never be able to work full-time ever again. I would never be able to hold down a regular job ever again because of the way that my body was naturally going to be made up for the rest of my life. And that felt like a death sentence, but something, I don't know what, inspired me to look at ways that I could make that be the envelope within which I experienced the most freedom. So I decided that if I could never work full-time again, I was going to earn more than a full-time income on less than full-time hours. And there had to be something to do with what we learned in this martial arts practice of our softness being our strength. Like that had something to do with it. And so from there, I started exploring like, well, what if I didn't need to work a regular nine to five job? Like what if what if time actually didn't equal money? What if the effort that I put in didn't actually equal the result? What if working harder is not actually the way, but working smarter or working more present or working with more intention could be the way that I get to experience more of this feminine flow and to start seeing the way that I naturally do things being exactly the reason why I can be successful instead of my natural way of needing to do things being the reason why I fail, which is according to what the doctors said. And from there, you know, I started to think about like, well, what time do I, what, what days of the week and what time of the day do I feel most naturally alive in my energy? And that's when I started to actually show up. I started paying attention to my circadian rhythms. I started paying attention to my feminine cycle and working with that and allowing myself to rest when I needed to. And it was really quite scary in the beginning because I was afraid if I rested, like if I stopped, I would never want to get back up again and do things. I just want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix and well, not that Netflix existed back then, but, you know, some form of Netflix and eat chocolate all day. And the truth is, you know, when we rest and we take care, sometimes that is what we need to do. But we always get over it. We want to start doing something again. So understanding how to tap into my natural flow, my feminine flow was really about listening to my body and trusting that my body knew exactly what needed to happen. Like, trusting my body as, as a KPI for my business, really, um, and letting that guide when I showed up, how I showed up, when I stopped, how I stopped, how I rested. Um, and it, there was a lot of uncertainty that kind of came with that, but that was definitely the gateway for me to start entering into doing business in my own way. And the funny thing was I didn't have many examples of that at the time. I don't think I had any examples of it at the time. It was more like a forced choice. Like I could not do anything more than I could do because of the illness that I had experienced. But once I started really owning that that's how I do things, so many women came out of the woodwork and were like, how do you do that? Tell me how to do that. What, like, what's your secret? And I was like, actually, I just can't work anymore. So I don't. And it's kind of forced <laughs> me to think a little bit differently. But um, yeah, that's how it sort of became this, this, this conversation that I'm having on the regular with people. So for me, it was forced, but the reason why I share it with people now is because I don't want anyone else to have to get to the point that I did in order for them to start listening to something that's always already been there, like your body. <laughs>
So true. And I love that. It almost sounds like, you know, like a feminine call to arms, what you were talking about, like, hey, ladies, maybe it's time to start listening to yourself and, and all of this amazingness you have available to you rather than trying to fit yourself in this box or this mold that we're almost like handed to us to say, this is what a business should look like. This is what working is all about. Uh, Was there anything that you like started reading or doing during this time that helped you on this path? Yeah, neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. So when I got sick, well, when I was a martial artist, I learned it and it really helped me to kind of quantum leap my results in terms of how I was showing up and the way that I was thinking through my fights. Um, And then after I got sick, I was just so curious about what had happened because I broke some world records um, after I learned how to think like that. Um, And so I booked in to kind of learn more about it just to kind of help me with martial arts. But by the time the course came around, I was really sick. And I showed up to the course anyway. My dad came with me actually. And he said, you know, I'll I'll take you home if you can't sort of handle it because I I wasn't really awake for more than a few hours a day. But something happened in that space, in that room, where we were training from, I think, 9 a.m. till about 6 p.m. every day for seven days. And it had been months that I hadn't been able to get out of bed, yet I could sit in this room from 9 a.m. until however long we stayed. Sometimes it was 9 p.m. and I was awake. And I don't know what happened in that room, but it was like all of a sudden being in a space where the the standard was that we are absolutely limitless and we get to choose and all of our labels are just put to the side for a moment and we get to explore what we want to label ourselves as and what we want to be. And we, we start looking at like our emotions and our beliefs, not as our identity and things that we're stuck with, but as things that we collected over time that we can declutter from our lives or just release and rename was so energizing for me I mean I slept for two weeks when I got home from the course obviously but I was in that room and I was like like something's something's very healing is happening to my body in this space and from there obviously I, I just started to get better because I started to learn about how to have conversations with my subconscious in a way that I didn't even know was possible. I didn't know how much choice I had in my life. So amazing. And I'm so excited for people to be able to hear you talk about NLP because before, I mean, I'd I'd heard of it uh, before, you know, I started working with you and, and hearing you talk about it, but it definitely has a bad rap. I mean, what do you say when people say, oh, NLP, it's all just about sleazy and slimy sales tactics? (laughs) (laughs) um I've heard this so many times that it is about sleazy slimy sales tactics and you know what The, the thing that I say is nothing has any meaning except the meaning that we give it so yes there are lots of people out there who are total sleaze like I don't want to actually say bad things about other people but there are people who can be sleazy and the tools don't have morals people who use them have morals like we can use any tool to benefit or to manipulate to benefit or to deficit. So NLP is this is the way I would describe it as like, it gives a name and a label to everything that you're already doing unconsciously so that you can choose to do it consciously. And some people 
hear those names and those labels and they go, oh, I could use this to make someone do something um, or have an influence over them. And I really, I just don't believe that that's even possible. I don't think anyone can have influence over you um, without us unconsciously choosing. But one of the first rules in NLP, one of the first um, things that while I like to teach and what I learned from my teacher was that it has to be ecological and ethical. And if it's not, it's not NLP. So there are people out there who, yeah, use slimy, sleazy sales tactics. And then people go, well, that's an NLP technique. So NLP must be sleazy, but no, NLP is what you would label the way a person use their language in that moment. And they're not using NLP, they're just being sleazy. <laughs> but you could, you can label what they do because NLP gives them a label. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I, I love how you've, um, in what you do, and you offer like various courses and programs and ways of working with you, but it, the way that you break it up, like, so it's not just like NLP and it's some really giant thing but you've used it in your courses like super abundant which is about money and and manifesting money and um program to win for business and i mean on from my perspective i'm excited to you know share nlp with people about marketing because yes. it's sort of one of those things that like you were saying you know everything is just a thought that we've chosen to believe and it's the same with marketing and putting ourselves out there Oh, I love that so much, Miranda. I'm really excited for you to do that as well because I think that you you are changing the face of what marketing looks and feels like to so many people. And skills like that just really help you articulate, I don't know, like being able to speak to what someone's really feeling and thinking on the inside so that you can help them see that you understand and then help them create what they want from that place. Like it's beautiful. Yeah, totally. And I just realized I'm looking at my questions here and I'm like, oh, people say marketing is sleazy and slimy too. So it's kind of the same thing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of people. Uh, people call, sorry. I was going to say, I see a lot of people call marketing, like using sleazy NLP marketing techniques in their sales. But like I see people say that all the time. And I'm like, that whoever says that they don't understand what NLP is if they're, if they're saying that NLP is a sleazy marketing technique because NLP is just a label, a meaningless label for a thing that we're already doing. So, yeah, you're going to rock the industry, Miranda. <laughs> mm, can't wait. In terms of your own marketing, like what do you like doing it? Is there any aspects that you enjoy the most? Like do you have a favourite platform? Like what's going on for you there? in terms of your marketing? I love marketing. And um, I feel like my marketing is very un, well, unruled, I want to say. Like, to me, it's about, this is going to sound a little wild, but it's really about energetics. So my business for the first few years just was purely word of mouth and invitation only. And I would meet people and they would ask if they could work with me in different ways and then it grew by a referral and um, for me my favorite marketing I suppose let's call it a technique is to just go and live my life and and share who I am and share what I believe and share what I'm up to um, and it usually sparks really delicious conversations with people and those conversations lead to wherever they want but I, I have a pay it forward philosophy in terms of the specific energy the energetics and that is like when I'm coming from a place of service and when I'm coming from a place of joy and giving, and that's not with any intention to get something back, like 
giving something away. I'm not hoping that that person will end up becoming a sale for me or a client. It's just like I feel really called to give this right in this moment. I know that my business works because of the level of generosity that I like to bring to it. I know that that level of generosity comes back to me tenfold in many other ways. So the way that I like to think of things is like a long view. So I create podcasts, I create free content on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or wherever I'm currently feeling it. And I know that each little thing that I create, even though it's been 13 years now, like it was a slow, a slow um, buildup. But nowadays, every single thing I've created makes up one thread in a tapestry that is weaved that makes up who I am. So someone could not know me whatsoever, but find a podcast or find my YouTube channel, which has really old, super cute videos from like 2000 and something. Um, And, you know, watch them all and get to know me. And then from there, it's like, okay, I'm really interested in what this person is offering and, and, and sharing. Um, and I've got a great, you know, story to reflect on that. I had a client a couple of years ago, um, a beautiful young woman from Washington, D.C., and she contacted me and said, I'm ready to start working with you. And I was like, well, 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 like, hold on. Who are you? You know, do we need to get to know each other and have a conversation? You want to work with me at my highest level of personal coaching? Like, you know, how, how do you know that you're absolutely ready? And she said, I've been having lunch with you for six months. I didn't know what she meant, but she said every day at lunchtime, I go to my local cafe and I pull up a Hayley Car TV YouTube video and I watch you. I binge watch you at lunchtime. I've been doing it for six months. She's like, I know you. <laughs> like, let's go. I thought, that's awesome. great. That's, that's my favorite um, story about the pay it forward philosophy in marketing. I, I think it's so true. And, uh, you know, I'm a big believer in that of just starting and you know, being consistent. And, you know, a similar thing happened to me a few months ago with a woman who I had spoken to her um, about working with me a couple of years ago, but it wasn't the right time for her. And then she just emailed me back after one of my weekly emails and said, yep, I'm in. Like, oh, just yeah. Can't wait to work with you. And she's like, I've been saving your emails and I want to go back to them. And you sort of don't realize when you're just putting it out there that it can have this effect. And I think that's why I'm such a big believer in getting people to just start doing it because they don't know, you don't know what kind of effect you're going to have on people. Oh, what was is- it for you like six years later? So true, Miranda. Like, we never know the impact that we're having today. Like just one, even a little post that you might create or we might create and we might think, oh, no one's going to read this, but it's my truth today. You just never know who really needed to hear that in that moment. And because I believe so much in energetics and I believe that we're all tapped into the same source, if there's something that you desire to say or that you feel called to share or a story that's come up in your memory that you want to like do something with in that day, I truly believe, and this is just my belief, of course, so then it becomes my reality. It's not the reality for every single person. It's something I choose to believe, which I I live by. But I truly believe that the reason why you feel called to share that is because someone actually does need to hear it today or it's because it's meant to be shared today. And we don't need to know why. Maybe it's not someone needs to hear it today, but someone's going to find you in six months and they're going to scroll back through every single thing that you've done and that's going to be the one thing that they read that goes, Yes, I want to work with this person. And 
I remember when I was beginning feeling like nobody's listening. It's probably just my mom and my cousin. And it sort of feels like you're talking to a brick wall a little bit. But for me, I think one of the things that has always allowed me to keep the faith in my business is knowing that every single piece is like a brick in the wall that's going to make up something big at some point. So consistency for me was never about like 7 a.m. on a Tuesday. It's been about like every time I do show up, it's you, you get the same Haley, the same Haley who's growing, the same Haley who's sharing what she's learning, the same Haley who is either on an adventure or she's just learned something, or it's not even about what I'm doing, but like my energy is the same. My energy says you can do anything with whatever story it might be. So, and and because early on, obviously I had chronic fatigue, I wasn't consistent in terms of like a regular time and day. I decided to make sure that my energy was consistent at least. Mm, I love that. I love that. I do. I guess the one of the reasons why I like, you know, getting people to choose one thing is just so that honestly, it's about feeling like you've done a good job with your marketing at the end of the week, because I feel like we can get so caught up in, oh, I haven't done this. And that person's posted 17 reels this week and I haven't posted but, any. But yeah. if there's just one way that we can feel like we've done a good job and we can sit down on Friday night and be like, you know what? I did my work this week. And like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so important it's to know what we've done isn't it yes can I ask how like is there a particular way that you you know get in your creative zone that you start to create things that you allow yourself that space is there any practices or rituals or anything that you do Oh, look, I would love to say I have the most perfect three-step ritual for you, but I truth is I don't. <laughs> I do not. Um, so for me... You're not lighting candles and things? No, no, no. Like they're all nice things for me, but my ideas come in the most random of times. I'll be in the shower. Actually, often they come when I'm in the shower or I'm walking or I'm on holidays. So the one, if there was one thing I could say would be, as often as I can, because I know that when I'm like on the road traveling or I'm relaxing, taking time off and whatnot, I actually have that as part of my business plan because I know that like that, that those times bring creativity for me. So as much as I can, I'm off moving my body in some way or moving, moving my body like through travel, because that brings a lot of inspiration and ideas. And then I, it helps me stay in that consistent energy that I mentioned. Awesome. And what, so what do you, what do you do for fun, Haley? Like, you know, you're this powerful businesswoman running all these amazing programs. What do you do for fun? Like what's your downtime? Oh, um, so I love surfing. I've just gotten back into that after a couple of years off. I'm obsessed with surfing. Um, I have a Vespa that I love zooming around on, on my property I love reading. I love taking bars. I love doing art. I love going on adventures with my husband. We got married recently. So uh, we have a camper van and we just, we'll just go somewhere overnight or for the weekend and experience like a new place, a new something different. And while I'm there, I might do art or take photos or um, read books. You know, I love reading in nature and we have a, a river at our properties. So I love going for a little paddle and a little canoe and taking the dog for a walk. <laughs> so many things. I have lots of fun. <laughs> I don't know 
Oh, you had a dog. There you go. Um, yeah, it's a shared <laughs> dog with my my parents who live next door. So they uh-huh. feed him, but he comes and hangs out at our place all day. <laughs> cool. I love that. I love that. I think it's so important. Um, it's one of my favorite questions is asking people what they do for fun, just because we need more fun in our lives. So agree. We need so much more fun. And we think that like I'm only allowed to have fun once I've done all my work for the day. But when you switch it around, like I'll only get the work done really quickly and in a good way when I've had fun and when I'm filled up, it's a much more sustainable way to do business because there's always something else to do that could get in the way of your fun. But I have found that the more fun I have, the more money I make. I love that. That's my one of my favorite things that I've learned from you, Haley. And that's why you can't book a call with me before 10 a.m. Just in case the surf's good. <laughs> I love that, Miranda. That makes me so happy. <laughs> and, and my final question is if you had a woman who was starting out a in business or maybe kind of wondering if it's for them or faltering along the way or wondering if they can move in a different direction and they were in front of you, what would you say to them? Trust yourself. I say trust yourself. It is so scary to go against the grain. It's so scary to go against what you have, your whole life experience up until this point. It's so scary to let go of everything that you've thought has been like your ultimate anchor and your ultimate support. But what's bigger than that is that you have a body and your body is speaking to you and your desires are not messing with you. You, they won't, They're not given to you. They're not brought to you to like make fun of you or tease you right now. Like your desires are happening and they're happening in this moment for a reason. And that, that level of trust is all that's required because they're not logical. So yeah, there's a risk in starting, but there's a risk in not starting. And that's what we've got to weigh up. Yay. I love that. So if uh, people want to come and find out about you, uh, what can they do? Hayley, I know there's a podcast. It's called Super Freak and it can be found across all podcast platforms. But where else can they come and, you know, maybe grab their self-coaching guide that you've got and that type of thing? Yeah. So on my website is hayleycar.tv, like television. Um, you can also find that through my Instagram, hayleycar.tv. Everything's all linked up. So come and find me and say hello. If they can find you on your outback property next to a river, uh, <laughs> I love the intro to your podcast. So even if you don't listen to the whole things, which people should, uh, you should listen to the start. You feel like you're like almost, you know, out in like some crazy country town somewhere. <laughs> you kind of are actually. <laughs> What is it like deliverance music or something? You're like, (laughs) I don't know. I picked it off it. Thank you so much for coming on uh, Real Fabulous Marketing this week, Hayley. I so appreciate your time. And yes, people should go and follow you and have a listen to all of your magical wisdom you have to share. Thank you so much for having me, Miranda. And thanks everyone for listening. Hope you have a great day. Hey there, I so hope you enjoyed this episode of Real Fabulous Marketing. I made it with you in mind. I was thinking about you while I recorded it. So I'd love to know what you thought of it. Come on over, find me on Instagram and send me a message. I'm at Miranda Ivy Media. 
And if you'd love for some practical and also quite easy ways to show up as the fabulous expert that you are, then sign up to my free seven-day expert visibility challenge. You just need to head on over to mirandaivy.com forward slash expert. And then I'm going to send you a whole bunch of daily prompts to start sharing your fabulous self with the world. Until next time, stay fabulous.